Hola, everyone. I'm Jenny Solans along with my husband, Ben. Hola, chicos. Bienvenidos a Breaking Español. Every week, we share our journey as we learn Spanish, immersing ourselves into Latin culture while raising our young son bilingual. And we hope that hearing our story inspires you to embark on your own language learning journey. ¿Están listos? Vámonos. Enjoy the show. Hola todos. Welcome back to Breaking Espanol. I hope you missed us. Say hi, Ben. Hola. Hi, Ben. <laughs> uh, we, if you left off our last episode, we took a little break for the summer, which somehow now it is almost October. So Septiembre. It got a little away from us. We had we took a break. Why did we take a break? What was kind of the point of our break? Well, I think we wanted to take a step back, see, because we'd been doing it for just about a year, and see kind of where the podcast was going and what we could learn from what we had done so far and then what would be the best way because we want to share this journey as best we can. And the question was kind of, all right, is podcasting the best? Is video, you know, we tried a couple YouTube videos. Yeah, so update on that. Yeah. The video, I hated video. Ixnay on the video. You will not see us on video anymore. And it kind of changed the way I recorded, I felt like, for the podcast. Mm -hmm. You could tell I was kind of staring at the video. Now you it, want to be a TV personality yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, it's hard to like engage with people on video and then also sound really, I don't know, cohesive on the on the podcast. Yeah, I don't, it was different. Being live video or whatever is difficult because yeah, so, these aren't. This isn't a scripted show. So. No. So thanks everyone who put up with that period of time where we were trying a few things. But I have to say, actually, the the biggest thanks to everyone that reached out to me over the summer and encouraged us to keep going, told us their experiences of how you listen to the podcast on your commute, how it continues to make you excited to learn and to practice Spanish. Uh, talked to a couple people that they are raising their own children bilingual. It was fun to hear from both, like people that are you are raising your child bilingual, but also just people are learning on their own, don't have anyone that they're learning with and just are doing it out of pure like. Yeah, it's always great to get hear feedback from you guys. It's, so where can they do that? Where can they send us feedback? People are, they've been finding me on Facebook, um, Facebook? on our Breaking Espanol page. Breaking Espanol and page. I respond a lot on there. And it was funny because when we first left, if you're a past listener, um, you know that we said you could find us on Instagram and Facebook. And we really kind of shut down this summer. And I'm gonna, I'll post a couple photos we took this summer. We had, a, we had a great time. We have a two-year-old, so there was some wild days with him. And um, Ben's YouTube business was growing a ton, so it was a really good break to take. Um, it was much needed, and we practiced a ton of Spanish during that time, and constantly kept a little log and a little journal. And that, that's kind of what we'll we'll get into. And we're kind of calling this like season two, where we have a couple topics we're going to run into. I'm going to do a bilingual mama series. I think I told you about that. I have a few mama friends that I want to bring on and just talk about how. The things that have really worked for us, making a bilingual home, things like that. And uh, then we'll just continue sharing what we talk about and what we learn. There's a lot of different developments that happened over the summer, like me and Ben are not taking classes together anymore, which was, if it was a huge thing because we used to go to classes at least so once a month. Break that down a little bit. Why aren't Why we doing, aren't we doing it? it? Yeah. Okay. So the reason we're not taking classes together anymore. <laughs> I feel like we had an episode where we were telling people, absolutely do this and now we're like hey we're not doing it okay, so you so have to explain why anyone who's married will appreciate this my husband was starting to bore me in classes 
<laughs> oh the whole point of our classes was it was very conversational. So we didn't do a lot of book work. It was we'd come in and for an hour we would have a conversation back and forth with Lalo, our teacher. Como estas? Muy bien. Como fue el fin de semana? Mm -hmm. uh, que mas? Que mas? What more? What more? We just kept sharing what we did. Well, I mean, I know what Ben did. I know what he did all week. I know what he ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know what he's going to talk about. And so I felt like I wasn't actually expanding. I was just listening to him talk in Spanish, and I knew what he was going to say. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone else sharing, I don't know what they're talking about. And I have to really engage and listen and follow the, like the context of the conversation. So I just kind of got bored, to be honest with you. I just got bored in the class. And I just decided you really wanted to keep going. Um, you've decided to do more book work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you do private classes now? Yep. So I go every two weeks. Uh, same, same private sessions. Um, but definitely more. We spend maybe about half the time talking about, you know, just conversational. And then we go into some sort of lesson. Because I feel like we've reached a point, And this is... Part of the reason why this is so fun to share with everyone is because I think people will, other people will reach this point as well. You hit a point where your level of Spanish is good enough, right? You like, can fall back on anything like well, that. Well, like, like you could drop either of us off in any Spanish-speaking country, and we've went on trips on our own in Spanish-speaking countries, and we're, we can get by, right? We can totally get by. There's really nothing... So then it's like, what's your motivation to go further? And so th when we were doing classes with Lalo and it was both of us, it very much was just us talking for an hour. And that's helpful. That's nice to but make sure you get the been, time. We've been good at doing that at home together. But I want to advance, you know, and I feel like just having a conversation isn't advancing my knowledge or use of the language. So, so half the time is just conversation to get that kind of get those reps in. And then the other half is some sort of new lesson, some sort of new, you know, uh, new tense or whatever. So that, that's kind of the structure now for me. Yeah. And my thing was I wanted, I'm more shy going out and speaking with everyone. Ben's pretty good. Like every coffee shop he goes to, you connected with a few people. We'll share in a little bit. We'll do our like five highlights from the summer. But um, you have a couple friends now that you speak with in Spanish solely. Um, through text and internet and Skype and all that. And so I felt like the communication with other people, the social aspect, was where I was missing. So I now go to the Spanish meetups, which you can find them on meetup.com. Ours is, happens to be hosted by our, our culture and language center, by our um, Spanish school. And they post them for everyone, but it's also like the students are there. So the first few times I went, it's like maybe two hours. We just meet at a brewery. And the first few times I went, I thought it was all Lalo students. So I was like, oh, of course I understand everyone because Lalo teaches in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course I'm going to understand. But the cool thing was I, just this last class, I realized it was people from all over. So I met up with, um, there was a, a girl that had been studying. I think she had just come, come back from Spain. But then there was this guy that had gone to only like a two-week, no, he said it was a four-week, very immersion course in Baja. And I could understand him so well. Mm. And you know how I feel about like the whole Tijuana Baja. Like usually that's the hardest yeah. accent for me. The border and Spanish. And the, the border Spanish is hard. So it was really, the social stuff has been really good. I'm not shy at all when I'm there. 
I've been able to talk a lot. It's full two and hours. Part of that is because I'm not there. I think it is. Because, yeah. you know, when I'm with you, if you're talking about something, I just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. You can default to... Yeah. So I think that was a big progression for us, like where we kind of advanced past, I don't know, like our beginning comfort zone. And that was mm-hmm. something that's kind of worked for us. And now... Like, we're still sharing it together, but we have our own... Like, I come home from Spanish class, and I'm like, I met a girl, and we talked about this, and... Yeah, it's cool to have our own separate experiences. Yeah, and we talked about you sharing a little bit, like, what you learned in class, but <laughs> really, we haven't we haven't quite done that yet. I think we, we have some plans to do a few things where we can sit down and you teach me, but we sometimes it's hard, especially having your spouse teach you. Like, I feel like I needed to really just kind of have my own... I don't know, things that I was interested in. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's what I'm learning, you may not be interested in learning. And that, so that's going to be difficult for you. And then on top of it, you may, like, because you're not interested in it, you won't absorb it right. and then reuse it. I mean, yeah, and, and the stuff I'm doing right now, a lot of it is, like, it's, it's new tenses. Like, I'm learning imperfectos, which is a different form of past tense. And my homework is like write a story that uses both imperfecto and prerito, which is the form of past tense we we know. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Right, so you have to use both of them. And there's like rules about when you use one versus the other. And so really it's just an exercise in I'm going to tell a story here and I need to know when to use which one. And and that's kind of the hard part. The, the actual conjugations aren't hard. It's just knowing which ones to use, so... So I thought it would kind of be fun to share our highlights from the summer, like five highlights of each of us, like what what we kind of did the last, it was supposed to be three months, but it's four months, what we kind of did and what were the kind of breakthrough things. And I already said the one about us splitting up, doing our own Spanish classes and my Spanish meetups after work. But I think we have a shared number one, and that's that Jack, our son, now speaks Spanish. <laughs> yes, he does. It is like... <laughs> And it's a, you kind of hold your breath when you start speaking Spanish with your kid from the time they're an infant, because you don't know if you're messing them up, if they're going to be so confused, they're going to be delayed in their speaking. We shared that a little bit in um, one of our episodes about how you kind of have to turn that noise off because other little kids around your kid are going to start speaking. But even when they're not bilingual, that happens. Yeah. You know, it really just is the development, but Jack speaks a lot. And he tells full-on stories, and there are times where I swear he's speaking Spanish that I just don't even know. Some of the highlights, some of the m- main ones that he loves to say are Mama Aki. He loves to tell me when to sit next to him on the couch, when to come here. So Aki is a really strong one. And then he started to say gracias and por nada, or uh, yeah, por nada, but por favor. And it's the cutest, sweetest little thing because he can say please, but when he says gracias, dada, um, vamos, how cute is vamos? And Aquí, it just, or, si, vamos. Si, Jack, vamos. Jack, ¿quieres ir? ¿Quieres ir al parque? Si, vamos. Si, it's vamos. like the cutest thing ever. Yeah. It's so cute. And one day we were just walking through the neighborhood and we said, vamos. And he goes, vamos. And he never looked back after that. He's been saying vamos. For a while since. it was hard for him to get the S sound. He said, vamos. But he's doing it now. He says, mas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he says, mas, yes. And he'll go, vamos. si, yes. He really tries to emphasize it. And his Spanish is the strongest. He completely understands stuff in English as well, but Spanish is what he's using other than ball, which we said his first one of his first few words was ball, and he still says yeah. ball. But 
he says bombero for bum bum uh, bum bum which is camion de bombero is fire, fire truck. truck and i think at school when a truck or an ambulance goes by they say bombero mm-hmm. because he gets really excited to say it but he now is differentiating between a fire truck as a bombero and a digger or a bulldozer or yeah, a, yeah. a you know some other form of a truck is Cargo? different cargo yeah he's, he doesn't roll his r's yet you can't say carro carro but he, he says cargo cargo yeah, for car cargo for car because he doesn't roll his r's uh but it really it, it it helps a lot when they start to speak because you just the the day goes easier you yeah. know instead of just pointing and whining and melting down it's much more he still but, has some words like what are some words that he has a hard time with cargo or like leche Oh, leche. Yeah, really interesting one that, you know, that was one of the first words. You think it'd be easy. I feel like we always said because when they're babies, they drink milk and leche and agua were from the very beginning. But yeah, I'm curious. That's one of those words that he, it's eche, ete, ete. It's like he doesn't doesn't say L. He doesn't say leche. There's no L sound. Yeah, but totally know what he's saying. But yeah, that was a huge highlight of the summer. Like our toddler speaks and he speaks Spanish and he understands Spanish and he knows the car the colors his favorite color is orange and he says Ana for orange which I don't know if he's saying anaranjado or naranja they both kind of sound similar Anha? Anha? he says yeah, Anha. He totally I'm not sure what it. he thinks is orange though like if mm-hmm. they say I don't know if they say anaranjado at school because I say naranja a lot mm. yeah you know uh, it's yeah I'm sure you know a native speaker would would not say how we say it but well, I mean, one across. means orange as in the fruit, and one right. means orange as in the color. Right, but I think you get your point across. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just curious which one he's going for. Of all the things to mess up and worry about, that's not really, like, the big one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, number three, because the Spanish meetup was number two, but number three was we hosted a dinner in Spanish, which we had really been wanting to do this for a long time, and we have a family, um, Dustin and Tara Vanoy, and they are also raising their son bilingual, and they have a bilingual home. And I might actually bring her on for my Bilingual Mama series because she has some great things that she's done with her family as well. But we spent probably about the first the first half of hanging out was all in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And the husband knew Spanish a long time ago, but he's not currently studying, and she's learning Spanish. Mm-hmm. So she's really excited to learn. She's in that fresh new stage, and he's like, I'm rusty. Yeah. So it's it's a good, like, all of us together. And it was funny because I talked with her the other day, and she's like, we have to do it again, but we should talk the whole time in Spanish. And I'm a little bit more lax on doing these hangouts and not speaking Spanish the whole time because when it's not your native language, like, it's exhausting. And well, I still want to enjoy the, the, like, hangout portion. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you felt this way, but, and Lalo's told us this before, with we're not at the level where we can be expressive and so it your conversations are kind of boring yeah right now if if one person is totally fluent like you want to be then they can kind of fill the conversation with the full expression of the language like jesse yeah exactly or or even our neighbors you know people but but if it's like um you know we're both at similar levels the conversation it becomes very kind of dry yeah. Right? Because we don't know how to really express ourselves. And so that, that was something that... And you're having a dinner party. And yeah, you want to enjoy it. And you're really <laughs> and you're trying to tell something about your day. And you're trying to really express yourself. And um, it was 
it's especially when you meet new people i feel like meeting new people is one of the easiest times to speak spanish because there's so many simple things you can ask yeah, where you're from right, right. what do you do all that someone you've known a long time and you really want to get like deeper in the conversation and talk about like mm -hmm. oh or this mm -hmm. or that i feel like the beginning of the conversation where we stuck with spanish was filling in what have we done since we last saw each other yeah, what yeah. are the boys up to what are you know how's work all those things once we finished that and we just wanted to like sit and gossip and talk and that's where it got a little more Chismo. like cheese <laughs> gossip that's where we wanted to get a little bit more casual and i kind of i don't know i felt like since i was hosting too i felt like it was okay yeah no like, no I, I agree i i think that um it's just because we're so limited in our vocabulary. Yeah. Um, and I was to, super proud, like, how much we did talk. Like, yeah, I no, thought that I, was I, great. I, I, I found it super useful. Yeah. Um, but certainly, uh, it would be more helpful if other people were here that had that were fully fluent and, and they could kind of fill that. Because then, then I think you're learning a little bit. Well, because then you get to the point where you're like, um, I don't know how to say that word. And it's like, do you want to bring out your phone and start no. Googling? Like, yeah, and then, yeah, that's just the hard part. Yeah, yeah. so I, I feel like... We, I like it, but it's just we need more people and more people that have that are at different levels. Yep. So, so we I think did that big, would make it more interesting. Yeah, we did a big chunk, and it was really fun, and we, we want to host one again, and uh, it's kind of that time of year for the outside eating is so fun this time of oh, year. Oh, yeah, this it's is just, a great it's time. It's like cool enough where we put the fireplace on outside. People don't realize, like this is the best time of year in San Diego right now. Right. Because everyone thinks come in the summer. Yeah. But the problem with the summer is we get that gloom. We get yeah. the beach gloom. So. May through like July are just mm -hmm. gloomy. And yeah, San Diego's super Not gloomy. super, you know, fun to be outside. But yeah. now, this time of year, late, like August, September, this is, October. It's like our host time of year out yeah. until like 70, February, March. Low yeah. 70s, you know, sunny. It's, it's just, beautiful. yeah, the best time. I went down to Tijuana a couple times this summer. I know, I'm jealous. I, it was so fun. The food in Baja is incredible. Yeah. Like, it is so good. I've had so much fun exploring down there. I met um, a really great friend. You actually introduced me to her. Her name is Rebecca. I should have her on for our Bilingual Mama series, even though she considers herself not bilingual anymore. But we we are like our foodie we're foodie friends and anytime there is some sort of food event or something going on she's who took me down for the six course meal that I shared about in mm -hmm. Tijuana uh, before we took a break this summer but we went down to this event it's called Sabor de Baja and it's put on by this woman named Bo Bandena and she's a chef at Mi Casa Supper Club in Tijuana right in Las Playas it's this beautiful restaurant she calls it Moroccan because she's from Morocco. And then she has the Mexican influence. And it's this, I mean, I had one of the most incredible omelets of my life. It was a like smoked swordfish omelet with like a green chili mm. sauce. It sounds crazy, but it was so good. Mm. And the food is just top notch. And she has such a good connection with mm. everyone in Baja. So what Sabor de Baja is, is basically a food event um, that has, I want to say it's 30 um, stations of people. And everyone is from Baja. Mm -hmm. So every chef in restaurant is in Baja for all all the way to like Ensenada and below and in um, wine country in Valle de Guadalupe and then they had a wine pairing next to it so you go around you get your little taste and then they pair your wine 
I drank way too much wine because if I think there was like 30 stations and they gave you a good size pour yeah. and you finish your food real quick and then you go to the next one and they're like, oh, you, you know, you didn't finish your wine. Yeah. We need your you next need pairing. pairing yeah. And so you're just kind of like gulping That's, and tipping one back. Like a lot of these beer festivals you go to, they only give you one ounce pours. Yeah. But you go to 80 stations one, and you're like, oh my God. like 80 shots. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really cool event it's an all-white event so it's just fun you're right on the beach and rosarito hotel yeah we'll put a link um, to it on the website it's and stuff so because cool it was we're so definitely fun. going next year yeah. i want to take you down there it is so much fun and just the food was really great you know a lot of times you go to those things we have a ton of those in san diego and a lot of times you go and you wait in line and by the time you get up there they're out or you can yeah, you, yeah. you leave kind this of hungry like a lot more. yeah it, it was really well done and um Got to meet and talk with a lot of people. Tons of Spanish going on there. Yeah, yeah. And just a good night. And we were home by 10 o'clock. Like, we both had to work the next day. It was on a Wednesday. And I'm sorry, I had to work the next day. And, you know, we were just, the kids Crossing were. Crossing the border and home by 10. The century really helped. Deal. Yeah, we crossed the border, home by 10. It was it was so fun. So yeah. it's really made that connection with Baja much easier. Yeah. It Like, you can go down there. Like, I if, if someone had century... I would go to brunch with someone on like a Saturday mm-hmm. morning and then come home. Yeah. It just depends on if someone has a century. You don't have century, sorry, we're not going to hang out. Yeah, I'm not hanging out with you. Yeah, out with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a complete game changer. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So my last highlight of the summer was just Jack's school. He is at a Montessori bilingual school, and we started him in May when our nanny had given notice. And it's been a really. I mean, we have those challenges of just a toddler, a two-year-old, some days not wanting to go, but. His Spanish and our Spanish, I text with the teacher. All that has been really, really, really great. Mm-hmm. And so, the, yeah, we were super happy with that school. And we didn't really see doing bilingual education this soon. We had always just... It's not even really bilingual. It's pretty much all Spanish. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it pretty much is all Spanish. But that's fine because Jack gets a lot of English at home and everywhere right. else. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, as much as we try to speak Spanish with him, it's still a lot of English. You it's know? totally. I mean, and out and about. So, yeah, it's... It, I think it was a good compliment to how much he's speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And probably. he loves it. All the kids yeah. there. So he's there three days a week now. We started him with two. He goes three. And we're really happy with it. And yeah. I, we kind of see it growing. In so two. that's something that's a good recommendation for folks. Is I mean, there's really, I guess, not... Now, one thing that's interesting is originally, or in the early days of the school, because we were one of the first people there... Um, he was like one of two students. Yeah. (laughs) All all the other parents all spoke Spanish fluently as well. Now I'm seeing a lot of the parents that come and they don't speak Spanish at all. Like one of the kids' moms, I ran into her the other day and she asked for Lalo's info and Lalo, our, um, our teacher takes his son there as well. So it's been a really good, um, no, there was definitely a, a demand for that in that area. Yeah. So yeah, it, she's doing really well. It really fit well. So that's that was my highlights. Did you have any that you did this summer? Well, I know a common one we had together was Jack speaking Spanish. Ave. Ave. <laughs> okay, so my favorite way... Okay, so without our nanny here and getting hours and hours of practice in there each week, um, in Spanish, one of the ways that I've been kind of keeping it up and even advancing is from that um, app, News in Slow Spanish. Yes. Now, this I love. And I haven't so used it yet. Each week, what it is, is uh, I think five or so stories, uh, news stories about whatever, world kind of news. 
and it's in Spanish, but it's very, it's not slow, uh, incredibly slow, but it's very simplified mm -hmm. and the conversations are pretty kind of calm and it's real easy to understand. Now, the beauty of it is um, it's not, it's not simplified as in uh, really dumbed down. It, it's still very much how people would talk. And when you use the app, you can, and what my favorite thing to do is I listen to it. So I'm hearing them talk and there's two people talking back and forth and it's a transcript um, in the app. It's in Spanish, but then there's words that are highlighted and you can click on them and then it, it shows you what that means. So you, uh, do you do it on the app every time you do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a podcast you can just, you can just go listen okay. to. It's you have to get the app and you have to pay for it. I think there is a, there, there is a podcast version which is free, but it's only like one minute episodes and it's only part of the episode kind of thing, like little teasers. And is it um, current news? Like yeah. hurricanes and exactly. Florida, that yeah. kind of thing? Disasters naturales. Oh, see. Natural disasters, yep. Oh, yeah, so you learn all these things and it's because it's current news, you kind of already have in mind what it is. Uh -huh. So it's really helpful to kind of connect those dots. Um, and then they have a vocab section, which is just insane like like we'll use some of that for the episodes here and i'll for this week i learned yeah i mean it's it's crazy the amount of vocab that, that i'm learning here um so yeah i really really am in love with that the one thing that that was kind of weird about it is uh when you sign up you know probably the first thing most people will do is like a free trial and you'll get like one episode or something right. like that uh and then you're like okay that's cool i don't know if i want to buy it and then you're like, okay, fine. You, you cross a point where you're like, I like this. You do the month, right? You buy a monthly subscription, but they don't automatically rebill you. So every month you have to like go buy it again. Hmm. And and to me, and, and which they, people would love that because don't you hate being on auto things? Well, that's what their philosophy is. Me, it's more of a pain to have to go well, buy that's it just again. Because you like it. Well, right, right. But, but I understand what they're, what they're trying to do and they're trying to be extra sensitive to not auto-billing people and stuff like that. But at the same time... So they don't offer auto-billing at all? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it'd be different if it was like, hey, we're not going to automatically do that, but you can click here to do that. Um, so what, what I ended up doing was buying like a six-month deal. Okay. Right? And you get... It's cheaper, so it's better, you know, but you have to buy like a hundred bucks up front And you front use or it every day? Like. Uh, no, every, every week. It's a weekly oh, show. Um, but yeah, super useful, super, like I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was the first kind of thing. Um, another thing that's been fun is, as you mentioned, as my YouTube channel has grown, um, I have a, a worldwide audience now and often I will, um, I will, you know, talk in Spanish on there, maybe just for a little bit. Um, but anytime I do. I get tons of comments from people, you know, in Spanish-speaking like, countries. Like, hi from Spain. Or... Yeah, and and uh, and that, you know, part of the other thing you mentioned too, that these kind of parlay, is that I have another YouTuber friend in a similar space. We both talk about Tesla, and he's from Spain originally. Um, he lives in France now, but he, um, yeah, you know, his entire channel is in Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah, and and I love watching it now. Now, so this is not like. I have a Spanish channel to learn Spanish. So this is just him, totally fluid, natural. That's how, just his audience is yeah, Spanish people. And, yeah. and it is hard to follow for really? me. Really? Yeah, but it, it, I love it just because... Does it have subtitles? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, translations in English? I don't think so. But but anyways, I, I love just hearing it because it really like, you know, anytime you travel and you're in a, in a Spanish-speaking country for, you know, more than a few days, 
your ears get attuned to recognizing it. Right. So I love watching his videos because, again, it's similar content that I'm talking about. So I already kind of have a clue about what he's going to say. And so it's nice to just, you know, kind of absorb that, even if I don't fully grasp each, you know, each bit of it. So, um, so yeah, so I, because I've, you know, through my YouTube channel, I've spoken Spanish on it. I've started to make all these other connections where there are these. Now, he speaks English fluently as well. And, and sometimes we'll go back to that if, if like, I can't get my point across in Spanish. Um, but, yeah, so, so anyway, so I have some friends now that are, you know, Spanish-speaking primarily um, that all came about from my YouTube channel where mm. uh, I would, you know, do, like, do, like, a, a happy holidays message in Spanish and stuff like that, so... That's cool. It's been fun, you know, so I'm trying to incorporate Spanish more into my my work, my 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 business than, you know. That's like true bilingual. You're like, I'm, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I totally would do a uh like an episode. In fact, with that guy, um he want, we want to do a, a collaboration like an episode together where um I'm speaking in Spanish the whole time. Wow. And and you know, during the episode we may have to I may have to ask him, you know, como se dice this yeah. and that. Speaking of that, in my sessions with Lalo, something I didn't mention, como se dice, no longer allowed. Oh, he won't let you use it. I can anymore. no longer ask, how do you say this in English? I have to work um, around it. Work around it. Oh, yeah. interesting. Now I can, and sometimes, like the other day I was trying to say value or like what something is worth. Okay. And I was trying to say, it's like money, but without the money is how I was trying to say it. I'm like value, like something is valuable but you know not what I would do? I would just like say I, I, was, I would just say value with a Spanish accent. Value, value. value, <laughs> and, then value. and then I would just make them. The guess answer is valor. Oh, <laughs> which is I kind of knew that. Um, valor. That's like valor. Doesn't that mean color or something? Valor. Yeah. I don't know. Valor. I think of valor or something. Yeah. 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 Which, anyways, so so there's all these kind of things um, happening there, and yeah, Jack School was a big one as we already talked about. So that's kind of my, you know over the summer progression yeah you know, we really the, the big things for me the big we big did items. a lot i mean spanish was totally involved this whole summer we spent a lot of time with family and stuff and even with people that don't speak spanish it was we still used it all the time mm-hmm. and it's cool because when we were out at different places it still happens now and you just say something to your kid in spanish and it's surprising how many people know a little bit. They'll be like, oh, he speaks Spanish. And yeah, then they'll yeah. look at him and they start talking to him in Spanish. And the little bit they know. And yeah, it's just, it's using that out, out and about that really helps. Yeah, where were we? And oh, I went to my dentist. And so my dentist, she's Mexican. She speaks Spanish. And I talked to her solely in Spanish. <laughs> and um, I, I come into the office and the, uh, the receptionist starts asking me questions in Spanish. I don't think she actually speaks Spanish. <laughs> so, but she asked me questions in Spanish, so I'm going to talk to her in Spanish. And I just started blah, 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 blah. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, and then the... Um, Why do you think she asked you questions in Spanish? Because you were speaking Spanish she, to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dentist? They know I speak Spanish oh. with the dentist. So, and the dentist, she's just in her little office right there. Uh, and, and so yeah, I just thought it was funny because it was like, she, what happened quickly was the dentist turned around and me and her start, continued the conversation <laughs> because clearly the uh, receptionist was out of her depth a little bit. She's like, this isn't much I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. That's just a little update on our summer. And I hope I hope everyone practiced Spanish over the summer. And thanks for coming back and returning and listening to us. We have a lot more to share. And if you are a new listener, 
And I'm sure we'll do an update on this, but if you're a new listener and you just kind of want to know like how we got to this point and who we are and all that, episode one, two, and three of our season or of our first season tell all that. So who we are, how we got to this point, and why we're raising our son bilingual. So if, if you feel like listening to those, that's episode one, two, and three. And there's just a few other um, episodes where we talk about Jack speaking and things like that. So there's a lot of content back there if you if you want to back up almost 50 episodes almost 50 episodes yeah i don't think how long is this season going to be um we're going to do about 15 to 20 episodes depending on the bilingual mama series and so i'm going to keep that i know that a lot of you don't have kids and aren't raising kids bilingual so if you really want to go deeper into that you can kind of follow that series and we'll kind of link it up we obviously talk about it just because it's part of our journey on every episode but those will be really specific things that we'll say this is things that have worked and helped mm-hmm. us and all that. So, yeah, stay tuned. And like I said, thanks for joining us again. Gracias por escuchar. Sí. Y nos vemos en el próximo episodio. Ciao. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. You can find full show notes and images from today's episode at BreakingEspanol.com. We appreciate you listening and would love to see you back here again. So be sure to subscribe now. We have new episodes weekly. Thanks and see you next time. Adios.